Welcome back, everyone. I'm here again with Elsa Dillon. Elsa, welcome. Hi, thank you. So in the last interview, you mentioned a fear of both dolls and mirrors. Tell me a little bit about the fear of mirrors and how does it relate to the presence or the interaction that you've had with various beings, interdimensional or otherwise? So mirror work is just literally mirror, mirror on the wall. It's magic. It's not a fairy tale. It's real. As a child, I would see mirrors and I could see other, I could see a future. I could see past. I could see other ghosts. I could see beings in the mirror. So I would see the mirror and as a child because I still had, I was in a normal kind of upbringing, I would run past the mirror. I, I just could not, I didn't like the mirrors at all because to me they were scary. Mm -hmm. They were showing me things that I did not want to see because I didn't understand them. And that's what happens when you don't understand things, the fear, if you've got that there, well, it goes, okay, I'll show you what it is. <laughs> and... So that's what would happen with mirrors. So for years, I would hide from mirrors. Now, in saying this, I'm a fashion photographer, so we would be around mirrors for shoots in uh, a lot of early mornings. And I remember I was in Brisbane, Australia. So I wasn't living in Sydney. I was in Brisbane on a huge photo shoot at 2 or 3 a.m. And we were at this old hotel and they had lots of mirrors in this old hotel. And I could hear them all talking about how this house, this hotel was haunted and, and things like that. And I did feel, I could feel stuff in this place, but I, I had a big job to do that day. So I just sort of stayed level headed, but there were mirrors. So I'd run past them. As I came down the stairs, I felt someone run past me and I could smell this musky perfume once rust past me. And I was like, I turned around to say, are you okay? Like, I actually felt like someone was there. I turned around and said, are you okay? And then there's nothing there. And I was like, going, how can that be? So there's no draft, there's nothing. There's no one around. They're all upstairs. Anyway, so I came back down. Then I went back up, ducked past the mirror, <laughs> had to come up. There's another mirror upstairs. And I said, were you like, I know you just, I heard someone say something, ghost. Is this place, I just had musk perfume and they said that's what you used to wear everyone says that i went what do you mean everyone they said everyone over the last you know 100 years have said or you know 20 80 years have talked about this musky perfume and i went well musky perfume just passed me on the stairs <laughs> and they said oh well you're just you haven't had enough coffee you've overheard us talking and i went maybe so as soon as i said maybe so this air conditioning unit in the wall, which is in Australia, they're really heavy. I, I can't lift it. My husband and my son have to lift them. They're really heavy and they're about this big and square. Popped into the room on the ground. No storm, nothing. It just popped out of the wall. Like they bolted into the wall. Mm -hmm. Everyone went quiet. I went, I'm going out. I have to go get, I'm getting a coffee now. This is, <laughs> this is too much. And 
as I walked past the mirror, I could see in the mirror and I just was basically in denial of it. And that was just probably turned 18. I was very young as a photographer. So, so that was me having a happening experience with all these people in this room. As the years went on, we would what only What did have you see in the mirror? Bit. Out of the corner of your eye, what did you see? Probably her, like her he- walking off, like she was happy, but, you know, that uh, did not feel good back then. So why didn't it feel good back then? Because I had the fear in me. I've since gone back to that moment and communicated with that that type ghost energy and it feels helped. And this is what's happened with a lot of like, especially the ghost type locations or ancient ones locations. We've gone back and sometimes we'll hold a crystal to see how the energy feels and you can see it. The crystal is not, it just doesn't feel at peace. We do the acknowledgement, we do a little gift or a clearing or whatever we're going to do. We leave that place, we come back in a couple of days and we test it and it just feels better. Things grow better. These will be places where there's a lot of car accidents and things like that, where a lot of things have gone down through history. So we're, now we're affecting this realm and other realms in our present moment state. So then things happen easier for us. Things move. So we just go, okay, we're going to go with the frequency that this is working. This type of lifestyle is working for us. We'll keep doing more of it. And that's the journey that we've been on. The mirrors, once we started realizing the mirror isn't a scary place, now I see things in the mirror and I know Richard was scared of it, even though he didn't admit it, he was scared of the mirror too because I could see him at night. He would duck past the mirrors as well. So he would never admit to him. I said, I saw you duck. I know you just ducked. He goes, I didn't duck. I said, I saw you because he well, feels it too. There's so, a, I, there's a, I don't know if it's an old wives tale or a superstition in the United States. I, I'm assuming it came from, Scotland or somewhere in Great Britain, but you're familiar with Bloody Mary, oh. right? Oh, well, yeah, it's, it's, I've never done it because it freaks me out. You go to a mirror and you say that three times and apparently something shows up. So I think it's related to Mary, Queen of Scots. So with a mirror, I will do mirror work now. So I will stare in the mirror at my pupil and I get taken to other realms. I get told information. I can hear things. Sometimes it becomes noisy. I can see things come out of behind me to show me something. I call it scrying. Mm -hmm. So I can be looking at someone and I don't force it. It just does happen now. And the kids do it all the time too. Sometimes they see auras come out of people. Sometimes we see pain bodies, whatever is meant to come out when we come across someone's path or they come into our path, we, we see things and depending on who the person is, we will share the information with them as best as we can without upsetting them too much. 
And most of the time, a lot of them will say, oh, so glad you said that. You know, my grandmother's dying. This is her way. You've told me something. A lot of the time, it really does. We've found everything usually assists people in some way or another, whether they know it at the time we tell them or if they catch up a few months later. It's helped them. Sometimes it's a prelude of what might happen or it's something to comfort them through thinking something's about to happen or something that's happened. The the mirror work is very interesting because in the first stages of doing mirror work, it wasn't pretty what came up, a lot of things, with a lot of fear again. But it helped me to understand things. So instead of running away like I normally would have with the doll, <laughs> I, I I dressed it and then and there. Why? You know, why wait? Why not? Why not? Just do it now. Deal with it. Knock it on the head. Let's let's do this. We're here to do it. Are you? Otherwise, I'm just going to get haunted, literally haunted, by my own fear. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be haunted by my own fear. So that Bloody Mary, what you're talking about, instantly, it's those words as well. They've taught us. Be careful the words that you say because the words that you say, if you're asking for that, the universe, this is where we don't realize how powerful each person is. If you're asking the universe for it, even if you're just mucking around, it will present. It Mm -hmm. just does. So they ask us all the time, what's your words? And a lot of the messages we get, they always take me back to the original meaning of the word. They take me back to the word origin. And a lot of the time it, it's sort of like more of, it sounds more like vowels, ha, he, hu. and a lot of the words over history and programs, it has not got the same meaning at all, at right. all. <laughs> well, I used to have what? a professor who was an Australian. He was actually grew up in Australia. And for certain assignments he would have us look up the Indo-European root of a particular word. And it's much more primal in terms of whatever word you look up. And you're right, sometimes it, it would be something that it might be an aspect of something, right? And again, this is not a real example, but like some word for water really came from purify or some version of purify. Or it would be, like you said, it's kind of the opposite of now that what the connotation is now. Yeah. So uh, a big one that happened for us was they keep showing us the the primal words, the primal words, and this is, again, real time. So I'm sharing real space with your audiences. Yesterday our dog passed away. And we had many messages because our dog was in this state for about 15 weeks. She couldn't move. So she was holding open like a death porthole. We feel birth and death is a porthole. Because you, you hear about people, they have near-death experience and they talk about this tunnel. Well, right. that to me is it. They, they, so they're holding a porthole. Birth is exactly the reverse of death. And because we've had natural births and we've seen natural deaths, so we've had free births and free deaths, which is rare in our society now they've taken this away from us because we have been able to see these things 
<laughs> the word they give it is called host spice. I'd never heard this word before. And a friend of mine said, do you know what host, host spice is where you allow the death process to unfold naturally. Ah, so yeah. In, a, in an American accent, it's hospice. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. No, that's You're for my, my audience. It's not, it's, not, it's not for you. It's for my <laughs> audience. A lot of the time people say, what is she saying? I can't understand her accent. It's just us Aussies. We're upside down. So host spice I looked up what host spice, the original meaning of it, ghost guest. Oh, and I was like, interesting. whoa, okay, so this is why this this porthole that this dog's holding open for us, has I've been able to be collecting messages because she's holding it open. So I kept saying to her, are you staying alive just to give us messages? So now our dog is helping humanity. <laughs> Through this, so I'm getting all these messages, huge messages, about this amazing man who has had four near deaths called Danian Brinkley. I think I'm saying his name right. He came up and said, "There's no such thing as die," which fully triggered me after hearing him. You don't die; you just go through this tunnel. That's how he described it. Transformation. And he said, what they have done is they've taken our dignity away with the word die because they make you sad. Because I kept saying, why am I crying these 15 weeks? Why am I crying over our dog dying? I know that we're eternal beings. Why am I crying? So this answer came through, through a friend to watch Daniel Brinkley. And as soon as that happened, then I hear the message, it's about the will. And the will is our free will. And our free will comes from our gut, the spleen, which is the true heart, which is what they used to call the heart before they changed the name. <laughs> and that gut feeling that you have is your will. Those feelings where you don't know where they come from, that's where they're coming from, is your will. And when you die, they ask you to leave your will. And I said, no more. I am not leaving my will. My will comes with me with dignity. And so we've been over years being manipulated to be in fear, lose our dignity, not realize our power. For what reason? There's something in us recognizing this power and this will in us that we're being watched. <laughs> They're learning from us. And whether those beings are us ahead or behind, I don't know. I honestly don't know those answers, but we are definitely being watched on how we come about with the will and the power within us. Who we're being observed by? Is it 
kind of a protective sort of feeling or is it more of a fear of us and what we're capable of coming back to the doll i think and a lot of the beings we feel is that they can't come through any more than they're coming through so they might come through as flickering lights or they might come through as an orb or they might come through as flashes or or shifting things across the table but that's as far as they can get in this realm in this dense realm that we're in so for us to be here, we're, we're the special ones. And that Danny and Brinkley said that they're kind of almost jealous. And I've heard other people say the same thing. I just had a friend who I've just done a video series with called Pamela, and she said the same thing. They Like they're jealous of us in a good way without the jealous negativity. Like they're envious or they're, they're watching us in admiration. And I feel that's, that energy from that. I feel that like we're all in this learning, this process together. It's just we've got to get over all the stuff first and then get to that point and go from there. <laughs> Are you familiar with the work of Dolores Cannon? Dol- Dolores Cannon was the one that helped me from the beginning. She looks like a doppelganger of my grandmother. That's why I watched her. And I only seen a few shorts on her here and there but when she speaks she sounds exactly like my grandmother she looks like my grandmother and she was the one that told me that she was going through her clientele was connecting with Nostradamus and other realms and I went finally someone else doing it (laughs) I can relate to her and that was probably as far as I got with her but she comes off a lot yeah, she was a hypnotherapist, right? Yes, correct. Did you ever have the opportunity to go through that with her? No, but her good friend Mary Rodwell did last year with me. So we met Mary okay. Rodwell February last year. Now, Dolores Cannon told me to contact Mary. <laughs> Interesting. But yeah, yeah, yeah she's gone. I, I how think does she, that work? I, yeah, she was alive when I first heard her. And then she passed since that time frame. Not that for the audience that to... that doesn't know much, you know anything about Dolores Cannon, she was a hypnotherapist, worked with experiencers, and she would put them through hypnotherapy. And then she would have because you know again, the theory is that time is simultaneous. So, despite the fact that they had these experiences in the past, she was able to communicate to the entities in real time and she was able to ask them questions and she's written many books on the phenomenon and and she's the source behind the i I mean i would call it a theory because i to my knowledge i'm not an experiencer maybe i am i just don't remember but to my knowledge i'm not but she introduced the concept of the earth school again i can't verify or vouch for this but it's the hardest school there is so the people who, according to her, who go through it are using kind of a military analogy, the equivalent of Delta Force or Navy SEALs or the best of the best that have to go through because it it's hard. It's a very hard, to your point, high density, probably low frequency experience. And you're here to learn. You're here to learn lessons and you keep repeating until you figure it out. According to the Dolores Canyon, again, I don't know anything. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, no, I know. That's a great place to be is I don't know anything because that means you're in allowing mode. So with Dolores Cannon, with the way she would do it, so she would go through her clientele, whereas I'm having it where it's happening through me. Now, that time that I was up in that, they call it 10 and back, which I didn't know. I was told by a few people that what the experience is classed as a 10 and back or 20 and back, they call it. So in that experience, they showed me, because all the family members have, they have been given labels by the beings, gifts, names, essence of what their role is here on in this carnation here. And they kept showing me that I was a clear conduit. I was like, what is a clear conduit? What is a clear conduit? And he was on a walk with Richard about two weeks ago in this death portal of our dog. I said, babe, you know, everyone in the family, I feel a little bit ripped off because everyone in the family is quite clear on their role and I don't still get my role. And he said, well, you know what a conduit is, right? I said, yeah, yeah I, you know, it's uh, piping. He said, no, no, no. It protects the energy. And I was like, mm. oh, that's interesting. So now they're telling me I'm a conduit, but I'm clear. So maybe it's just easy for it to come through and lots of it to come through. And I'm not holding onto it. I don't hold onto it. It just comes in, goes out, comes in, goes out. I share it. If I don't share it and I hold onto it, I actually have discomfort in my body. Like usually the first thing that happens is my, my gums regress and I know that I have to speak up. So <laughs> that's how I know that if I speak up and share with audiences, then I heal my gums. So it's much easier to do that than not share. <laughs> so this no. clear conduit is interesting because it means that I can handle lots of different energies and, and be okay with it. Now, moving on to some of the beings that have either made contact with you either through mirrors or otherwise. What variety are they and what, what's your sense of what their motivations are? So I'll talk about something I haven't spoken about because it's, again, real time. So this has happened in the last two weeks. Our dog's name is Double, the one that just passed. And she was a Dalmatian. We have three Dalmatians. So I've been staying up with her night. Every two hours she'd be crying. So I'm up really late with her. And I got sent a random email from someone in the audience that has watched one of the shows and their email address was my grandfather's birthday. I was like, well, that's really weird. How do they know my grandfather's birthday? So they sent me a link and they said, you should watch this. This is about double doors. I was like, what's going on? So I click on the link and look at it and it's, scientists, physicists, and archaeologists, and Egyptianologists confirming all the videos that I've just put out, <laughs> not just in this time, but in history and all around the world. And they're talking about how the Egyptians had a double door, and the door would lead to nowhere. And they knew that they had other versions of them. Now, it's only happened for a short time in uh, Egypt back then because they didn't want the people to know their power. 
They wanted it to come through the priest and the, the pharaohs and the gods. Because if the people knew that their power, that changes it. Mm-hmm. And these were called double doors. And so while this is happening, they're saying it was connected to plasma in space. And they were saying how the plasma in space is more intelligent than even the beings or and it has its own intelligence this and it can grow from dust <laughs> and i'm still getting more information on it so i can't go into it too much without knowing what i know but while that's happening we're having a ghost experience in the kids near the kids bathroom so while these this is happening this messages are coming through i keep hearing the bathroom door open and shut, open and shut. And I thought the kids were awake, so I go down and check. There's no one there. Go down and check, no one's there. And then I start hearing voices, but not just one voice, like a group. And they're over-talking, so I can't actually understand what they're saying. So they're talking really fast and over-talking. So I thought it was the little girls mucking around. Then the next morning, our youngest daughter, who's now 10, she says, Mum, can you work out what's going on in the bathroom? And I said, what are you, what's going on in the bathroom? She said, the door keeps opening and shutting, opening and shutting, and I, they won't stop talking. And I said, who won't stop talking? She goes, that's what I want you to work out because I can't get any sleep. <laughs> I thought, how long has this been going on for? And she said, two, two or three nights. I'm really tired. I said, you sure it wasn't Jet? And she said, no. So I go in and ask Jet if he's been getting up. He said, no, I haven't got up once. And then I'm outside with double cleaning her and then our third youngest daughter comes up and says, Mum, please can you just work out who's opening and shutting the bathroom door? I'm not getting any sleep. And I'm like, okay, so now we've got (laughs) myself, Jeannie and Jerry all having the same thing. And she said, and they're really loud. They're really loud. And um, I'm tired. (laughs) You know, all her hair's messed up. I'm going, okay, so what are they? And I got clear messages that they're plasma-type beings around us at the moment with the double door being held open. And they're intense energy, far superior than anything that we could imagine. That's why I can't understand what they're saying. Mm -hmm. And... They're around the water, and we always find that the energy is around glass, water, electricity, like they always seem to come through in similar areas or mist or around power lines. And this time they were around the bathroom, so the bathroom's wet, damp. So, again, that's it, that electrical, they can come through in that area. There's lots of PowerPoints in a bathroom. so And also the pipes go up so the water is in the walls. Yeah, so (laughs) that happened real time. So where do I go from now with this information? So I look more into the plasma. I look more into the double doors of the ancients. And I take this information and decipher it and then I share it. And then let the magic begin, and the magic does begin. 
because usually if something amazing will happen for us, for our family, like a gift or something of abundance or a shift. <laughs> and well, with double doors, isn't one characteristic of just generic double doors as they open both ways? And you were talking about portals, right? Yeah. So what is also interesting is while this is all going on, we have comet coming through, the green comet, which they called oh, yeah. E3. E3 is two portholes, two ends. Now, when you have a comet, it is comet is come ET. Mm. Now, I was like, whoa, okay, so what is comet? So I researched what a comet is. A comet is a frozen snowball moving through the sky that has bacteria and plasma in it. Now, we have that shifting through our past our orbit of Gaia or Earth or whatever we are on, it's passing past us holding pure water intelligence. Now that energy is passing through us. So we're water beings, we're water containers here on Earth, that's what makes us heavy. Mm -hmm. And water contains our intelligence we believe we don't believe in iq we believe in that all the information is held in the water in within us that's how the animals know how to do what they do that's how we could go back to that if we forget our programs the water intelligence so our water molecules are connecting to the comet information coming past which is why everyone has been feeling whacked out lately because we actually literally have been upgraded by the water going past, which is Dr. Imaso Masuto. He studied the intelligence of water, so how water would respond from saying, I love you, I hate you, you're beautiful. Huh. So the crystals of water, the atoms, when you look under a microscope, when you say these words to the water, it changes the atoms. So with his so there, studies and So there was a there was a inventor in the US, his name was Itzhak Bentov. And he he has a book called Stalking the Wild Pendulum. I did a video on it, people can check that out, but you should definitely read the book. But one of the aspects of the book is exactly what you're talking about in a slightly different way. And correct me if I'm, because I'm about to make a leap that I'm not sure if you were going there. I think you were that everything has consciousness. Everything has units of consciousness. So from the tiniest rock to the most complex star, et cetera, I'd have to look up that Japanese scientists, but that, sort of experiment would be an empirical confirmation of that theoretical viewpoint that it Itzhak Bentov was talking about. And the reason I, I bring up Itzhak Bentov is the Department of Defense had a remote viewing program back in the 1970s to 1990s. And I've interviewed many members of that program, like Dr. David Morehouse, among others. And that's one of the physicists that he in particular recommends that people read because a lot of these concepts were written in a book back in the late seventies that very similar to that. So with what you've just said, and now you have the comet. So that comet isn't water that our bodies here on earth have experienced. 
So it's foreign. It's a foreign harbinger coming through with all this energy and passing through and downloading it to us. So now I have the synchronicity and the dovetailing of the dog's name is double. Then I've got the poor hole ends, which are double. And the ancients with the double door of death, but it's not death, it's just a door. So how does this help us? Well, this helps us to understand the importance of water in us, the molecules, and that you can train them, <laughs> literally train them. And I believe that you can colonize your own water molecules by talking to them. Not only can you do that with your own body, you can do it with uh, water that's trapped in dams and water tanks, in water bottles, in septic tanks. You can communicate with water. And once you do communicate with water, and that can just be standing next to a glass of water and just feeling something nice with the water, you will lift the energy of the water atoms and you will remind the water of who the being of the water is, the atoms, which will then ignite you. And it's this communication that goes on. And that's what's happened with this comet. This communication has come through. That's why I've had so many messages is because of this come ET. <laughs> and it's where here is a, a vessel carrying the water. And I don't think a lot of these beings can come here and do that. That's why they admire us. So we're the container. A lot of people call us. They're speaking of the arcs are here always, and I believe that we're the arcs, we're the hulls holding the water. So we're the containers holding this water. Oh, wow. Did you see that? <laughs> uh, I haven't I've had this happen before. I have this thing with uh, a lot of people go on about AI and they're scared of AI watching and things like that. And I don't feel that with AI. I feel like AI is upgrading with the buzz of what's shifting and changing in the humans. And it's upgrading. And I just had a thing happen on the computer, which I have had a lot lately. So <laughs> anyway, so the upgrading the water. So it, when so you go to the shops and you see another person who's another container holding the water. So you communicate with the person next to you and you communicate with them in a nice way. You watch your words, you speak slowly, and you speak from truth. You will uplift that other being, their water in them. And it's actually mm. like a healing process. Now, imagine if everyone on the planet starts doing this, what will happen? Everyone will just naturally heal. You're not taking anything from anyone. You're just being who you truly are with that person. So your atoms then start to learn to work for you. So you go to sleep at night. You can ask them to work for you. It's like a training inside you. It's amazing. And the kids say to me, well, mom, I'm in Byron and there's lots of towers and electricity and air conditioners and there's a lot of interference. How do I help the water where I am? And I, I speak in how I've spoken always to our kids. I said, I, I want you to think of dinosaur pee. And our kids go, that's disgusting. 
you are a freak. And I said, no, 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 you just laughed. And I said, that's what the water wants. They want that playfulness from you. They want you to forget about the fear. They just want you to be lighter, literally light beings. So by you thinking of your silly mum saying dinosaur pee when you're around the water, you will feel silliness and lightness which will heal the water around you. So then you go to drink it and it won't have the same energy that it had before because you would have uplifted it. So then it will heal you and it just sort of becomes this cycle. It's just basically, it's a lot to take in, but if we can bring it into our daily practice, we've been told this by beings before, this is a a form of healing. And healing diseases that we were told that are terminal. Yeah, I feel like the pharmaceutical industry is not really there to help. (laughs) Yeah. They're to make money. And I think any way to circumvent that. But yeah, I think a lot of the pain that people go through, a lot of it is non-physical and potentially influencing things like cancers and diseases like that. Very few doctors would say that, right? But they were wrong about many things, particularly in the last three years. Well, we only speak from our personal experience and we have healed cancers on us and we have healed broken bones in very fast time. And we've healed lots of illnesses that the children have had. And we've just done it through how we've taught ourselves to do it not only through ourselves, but through the beings and the messages from ancient ones, ancient ways, primal language, watching our words, diet. So we can share what we've done, but a lot of the time it's a process that you personally have to go through because you come here as your own essence, your own flavor, even your family members, every single one in your family is their own formula their own essence their own flavor their own soul and you come here with like not a job to do but you have your own identity and you have to find all this out your way and our kids are the same no matter even with this lifestyle that we've given our children they will want to go out and experience it their way even though they know that it might not work out the best that way they have their journey here their path. Oh, I think it's Eckhart Tolle. He always says, I can't give you the answers, but I can definitely give you the pointers or the triggers or the examples. And that's what that's what we do. We give people examples. So we have people that come to us and say, well, look, my kid's seeing ghosts and they're having night terrors and screaming. I said, well, how can you help me? I said, well, First of all, you have to help yourself. So go and be scared with your child. Go on, go under the covers and hide with your kid and be scared and go through what this child's going through. Be there with that child. What are they scared of? Are you scared of a movie that you've seen or the video games you've been watching? Are you hearing the scary songs they play? Because that's all that. Now work out what, what you're really scared of. What is it? And ask even the being, who are you? What do you really want? What are you going to take me up in the ship? 
Are you here to hurt us? Because if you're here to hurt us, we're not it for that. We find that if the the individual is in a good space, their body's healthy, it it's always of in the highest good. We don't seem to have this negative storyline that comes through. So what what are these beings helping? Well, they're helping this mother and son connect, which is great. <laughs> they're also maybe that was the only purpose of that being in the room or the ghost was just to help the mother and the son to work through something together as teamwork. Maybe there's something they've got to go and do or maybe it's their grandfather. <laughs> Who knows what it could be? But just go work it out together. And by the parent stepping down out of this adult role that they've been programmed to be and come in and share with their child and work it out, they will ignite in themselves other things as well. And again, it comes back to that program that you're a parent. (laughs) It's no different than the fear or worry or the authoritarian or... Yeah, maybe maybe your children are there to teach you and vice versa, right? It's not a one-way or it shouldn't be a one-way yeah. learning process, well, right? Well, if we go back to the studies on the water and the molecules, you already have it all there. You just got to tap into it. So a lot of people speak of Akashic like records, and that's what we mm-hmm. feel water is. So I remember hearing this story from a doctor and it was about a guy who had really high IQ and he had a car accident and they had to cut his head open and they opened up his head and his brain wasn't like a normal brain. It didn't have all the gray matter that a normal brain had. It was only like a third. The rest was water. I'm going to have to find that document one day because I know I've talked about it a few times because it was it was so amazing. And they even were shocked that his head shape was the shape it was from that. Anyway, they cleaned out all the blood and put his head back together. <laughs> and this man, they ended up, because they were so curious, went and had his high IQ done again after they had to take more of his brain out. It was higher. <laughs> So it makes you go, hang on a second, where's the intelligence coming from? You know, well, where, where, you know, where is it? <laughs> yeah, materialists would say that it's all physical, it's all in your brain, but you know, maybe we're just antennas. Maybe the brain yeah. is just an antenna. Maybe it just has the, the root programming to keep your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system, to keep you breathing, your reptilian brain. And then all your cognitive functions just help you interpret what's coming in from somewhere else. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. Like hearing all these, these words from this person in Australia, it's, it's a lot of stuff going on. It, it, it is for me as well, because there is 10 of us in our family. And so that is a lot of information. So it's not just myself experiencing, it's my husband it's the kids they're all experiencing in different ways that they experience so i've been 
documenting it as best as I can and connecting with others overseas as best as I can and sharing it with others so that it assists others. And we have, we've seen such great outcomes in the last year that we've been sharing all this information because people are going, hang on a second, I knew this. I felt that. I saw that. I had this happen. This is exactly the same story as what happened to me. My cousin just told me that. So people are now going and they're remembering. It's triggering them. It's making a pointer at them. And through this, they are having great outcomes. They're shifting to better homes. They're living in cleaner water. They're having new jobs offers. They've taken on new career paths. And they're assisted through cyclones and storms and it just things that they really couldn't explain. But now that we've shared this with them, they can explain it better and they don't feel that they're going to be ridiculed by the public. And we've come out and it doesn't matter to us what people think because this has happened to us. This has really happened to us. Nothing anyone says to us could take away the experiences that we've had. And so we come from a place of strength in that because we have not been following anyone else. It's just purely from us and what we've experienced in nature and in our day-to-day. So we don't come from any backgrounds that would affiliate with anything. We've come in kind of raw to it all. And I think the fact that my husband and I are fashion photographers, we can present it in a way that's not scary. Mm-hmm. We know how to make it look. I'll talk about a couple of the beings because people are interested in the beings. So we go shopping to the shopping center. So grocery shopping for a family of 10 is huge. We have to go every couple of days. We have strict budget. <laughs> All the kids, they eat so much. It's just mm-hmm. crazy. There's never enough in the fridge. <laughs> and we have two <laughs> fridges and two more outside. So we go shopping and Richard always breaks up the family so that our kids socialize outside and meet people because they're homeschooled. And so they're out walking for the shopping center with Jeannie. And I can see Jeannie and she's starting to watch She's focused on a guy in a black suit in the shopping centre. And I'm going, what is she doing? And she's just zoomed in and just like locked with him. I said, what are you doing? She goes, he just took off his face. I went, what? And she goes, he t- took off his face and I saw who it was. I'll draw him when I get home. And I was like, what do you mean she took? And he just, as she said it, he got up and walked off. I was like, whoa. So I saw him, but I didn't see him take off his face. She came home and she drew him and I said, well, he looks kind of scary. And she goes, no, he's not scary. He just doesn't look like anything we're used to. I went, well, that's great. That's cool. That's what I want to hear. That's, I feel, I feel that you feel, she goes, yeah, he's fine. He just wanted me to know him. And he wants me now to tell you this story. So you tell others. I was like, okay. So we've had 
told people this story of this being and he has presented to other people that we know around the world in similar ways this dark and you have, you have a picture of that yeah i'll get the picture of him not only has genie drawn him but our eldest daughter or third eldest daughter gigi who draws a, a lot she's drawn a version of him as well. I'm pretty sure he's also one of the beings that we've seen on a craft that went over us, a big cargo craft. She saw him inside. So sometimes they kind of show up to us in different areas. Generally, they just show up once and we collect the information. Sometimes they just want to tell us what direction of stars they're from. Sometimes they tell us their healing process. Sometimes they'll tell us about ancient sites or uh, give us a prelude of what's about to happen just to give us like a heads up. Sometimes they're just nothing for us and the kids will come in and say, this being is for that person you just spoke to. I said, how do you know who I just spoke to? She said, I don't know who you just spoke to, but it was the one with the red hair or the one with the glasses. That's who this being is for. I go, all right, well... And when you say that is who this being is for, what does that mean? They have come through us because they can <laughs> for that a message for them. So the message will collect the inf- as whatever information it is, and then I will say to that person, "Look, you know, we just had." someone come through for you do you want to usually they're like really what (laughs) you know so then we'll send them the picture and say what happened do you feel anything from that do you feel any words do you hear a song do you feel a smell do you get a memory and sometimes that will trigger even more information from that being Mm -hmm. so that we then like then it comes back to that like electrical current thing so we're now having a transmission and we share all that information with them and generally something happens from it for them something that their their job changes they do something new to the house (laughs) you know sometimes it can be something small they get a new car (laughs) they nearly had an accident but they avoid it because of this being like it just it's it's very interesting other beings that have come through have come through when I'm doing an interview. Hmm. I was on Jeff Mara's show and he's the lady that he had, it was an open mic, the lady before that presented before me, I had channeled her being that she was talking about because she was saying she didn't know who it was and all this and I was like, so you're going to give me a, download before I go and meet Jeff again. <laughs> so then Jeff has me on and says, oh, well, when was your last ET encounter? And I'm going, okay, here we go. I'm going to sound crazy again. It was your last person. And he's like, what do you mean? It's <laughs> <was> like, it <laughs> was the last lady that was on. He goes, how? And I told him and he was like, wow. Yeah, so... It's like the doll, how I wasn't, I didn't wake up this morning and ask to be talking to a, especially did not ask to to speak to a doll, but I'm going to say it to your audience. I am sending my 
grateful thank yous to Sean because he's helped me address my doll fears. Yeah, I didn't intend to do that. And in fact, that's the no, probably but- the 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 second darkest thing on the channel that you, you stumbled on right away. Oh. So well, maybe that's one thing that we do say in our family a lot. It's about reversing the spin. The spin that's been going on, we're reversing mm-hmm. the spin. Not personally that the Dylans are doing it, but we're just showing an example of how you can do it with your own life. So Another example I give was we were warned that in November last year we would come into a great feeling of lack. (laughs) The world would feel lack, and it did. It went into petrol went up and interest rates went up. Like everything went into lack. They said, no, 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 no. Go back to the primal words. The primal word of lack is leak. Mm. The primal word of lack is leak. Leak still sounds like a problem to me because if we've got a leak in the plumbing, it's going to wreck the walls, it's, it's going to damage the floor. Yeah, so again, still bad. So I'm still go- So now we're going back through history now. So now we're going on a time lapse through history of the word. The original word of leak is an eternal stream or the, the breast milk of a, a mother. And the word leak is abundance the original word. So see how Mm. we've been layered up and layered up with programs over years and years and years? So we reverse the spin on leak and say, okay, if you come from this headspace of lack, yes, it is lack. You will feel lack because you believe that, right? But if you now know the correct word and you go back to the original meaning of lack, which is leak, which is an eternal spring, which is ever-flowing, lack becomes abundance. Mm. So in November, we had abundance and the others that believed in that had great things happen to them. It might have come in unusual ways, but it definitely happened for them. And again, it comes back to the programs that we've been here going through. And these programs have been very cleverly done. It's very clever. All the words and spelling and... What's the point of all these programs and keeping people ignorant? Like, why? Why? So who are they? Why are they doing this? That's the big one that I always ask. And then I say, well, I don't know who they are. Are they us? Is there no good guy and bad guy? Are they all us? Well, that's going to be really challenging because they've been doing some really dirty stuff. So, but again, I'm like you, I don't know those answers. So I won't go there. I don't know. But what I do know is this is working. (laughs) So instead of trying to work all that out which i'm not meant to know just yet anyway i'll go with what i do know here's the best part know now new knowing is all the same meaning so what it does is it takes out time so time then collapses 
the more you guys to keep going back to the original words, they take out time. The more we do the stuff with the beings, they take out time. They keep saying, release the time program. In November, they told me messages. One of the girls drew a being and they told me that the human race is running out of time. And I was like, oh, well, that just sounds awful. It's not. The human race, the only race there is in human is spermatosia. <laughs> this is what they show me. Spermatosia, when you look at it, is when the sperm is coming to the egg. And when you look at it, it looks like an alien invasion. Mm -hmm. And you can watch it on a, a microscope. It does. It looks like an alien. That is the race. The fact that you are one of those is a miracle because all the other ones didn't get in. Died, yeah. They died, which is like if you talk about that, it's sad. Well, people would say that's sad. No, they didn't die because die is not. Darian said there's no such thing as dying. So, okay, so you've got the human race coming in. This is the human race. We believe that the human race, time is coming to an end because it's not real. The program is dirty, it's tired, and it's over. And the more that we come to understand that, so now we're letting go of fear, we're letting go of doubt, we're letting go of time, the more and more that we understand that, the more and more we allow ourselves and our water atoms to expand and collect all this information. But I tell you what... <laughs> You get this information, and I am a normal person. I don't sound like it now, but I am. I'm a normal person. I'm a mum. I have kids. I have good days and bad days. I have piles of washing, lots of dishes. Once I get this information, I have to allow myself space with whoever, the, if it was a being or an ancient one or a ghost or a, a doll. <laughs> I've got to allow myself space to have that information sit in me. Mm. I don't go and talk to it with anyone. I just sort of let it sit and manifest in me if it feels right. Does this feel right? Especially the doll. I had to let the doll sit for <laughs> because <laughs> does it feel right? Like I'm thinking, have I opened a door that I shouldn't have opened? And it felt good. It really felt good. My atoms in my body felt good. Did I feel any discomfort? Did I, my neck was out of alignment? Is my neck out of alignment because I don't understand? Or is my neck out of alignment because it's a wrong feeling? I go out for a walk in nature, I drink water, and then I come back to it. And if that same feeling's still there, I feel like I'm on the right track or I'm on the right path. That's how I go. And I don't let the doubt and fear come in even though I tried to this morning <laughs> with the doll. Yeah, but I, I mean, it, it, so, it was out there. Scared. It's funny that you said it's the two dark things on your thing and that's one of them. And I was like, so uh, obviously it had to have a lightness put to it and I, I feel like it's a good thing. So I'm going to send you the info because I know you're already smiling about it as well. So I feel yeah. I feel like your atoms are excited about it as well. No, I'm glad to hear that because you're right. It's kind of like caged there in a sense. Yeah. And, you know, no wonder, no wonder if bad things have happened around it because there's a lot of negative energy around it. So well, like hopefully that 
doctor said, you throw bad energy at something and you keep throwing, like you keep belting a dog. It's going to bite you. It is. I I would bite. If someone kept hitting me, I'd bite too. So if everything has energy, that's why when people say, oh, that's just a doll or that's just a rock, I'm like, really? So where are we talking from here? Because what are you saying? That you're greater than the universe? Like, really, you have to think about, are you saying you're greater than a tree or you're greater than anything else on this planet? Everything here has a purpose and a role to do. So even that doll, <laughs> whatever that is, because that doll was created by someone and that's what we are. We're the ones that are creating something. So we, we have to get back to that. We have to get back to the original words, get back to the origins of how who we are and find out who we are. And the, the more we can just do it just a little bit day by day practice like here, the witch's practice or the magician practice. We have to remember that we are the magic ones. We are the magicians. We are the gods. That it's in us to create. And so, which brings me to, because you've got the military background, which might have something for me with the, the craft, is they showed me that the reason that they you can't see past 2012 with the remote Alice uh, through the looking glass program they had I heard they they couldn't look past a certain date have you heard that Mm. one I I know there was uh you know on coast to coast am there's something about project looking glass which is an alleged military program where they could either see the future or manipulate the future or something like that it sounds pretty exotic and hard to believe to me but anything's possible well, in the craft experience, they showed me a great flash, which I've heard others talk about, and then they went. it went to black. It went, like, dark, no stars, nothing. And I wasn't in a state of fear, so it wasn't a concern. And it didn't feel bad either. And then I realised that it's... The black is like the womb, it's the dark soil, it's where we start to grow the new ways. And that's where I feel we are coming into now. No one is coming to save us (laughs) except ourselves. And the more that we do this and realise that everything is connected and take our will with us along every day... (laughs) know that it's in us we do have a choice no matter what they say to you you have a choice that will be what shifts everything and when people say when's the shift happening and saying well have you shifted (laughs) inside internally because it's got to really happen from there first because there's no one out there to do it for you (laughs) yeah no one's coming to save uh, you you have to save yourself. Yeah. I agree with and that. I, I feel that the people in this moment are in a waiting phase. I'm like, uh, what are you waiting? You can't, you, you're waiting two years now. Why don't you try something? Okay, you can keep waiting. Why don't you just experiment with what a few other things maybe I've said or just try, a, not try, but do act a few things out and see if you notice a difference in a week or a day or 24 hours. 
And then if it's a good experience, then do a bit more and a bit more. Test it. Test it for yourselves. That's what we have done. We have not had anyone show us how to do this. We've just tested everything ourselves. Trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. And we have had errors, but we've learnt from them. And they've all just been experiences. They haven't not been a good experience or a bad experience, just purely an experience. But worrying about the future and the past is you've got to stop that and you just got to go, okay, what can I do right now? Mm-hmm. In the moment. In the moment. And the more you do that, which is what we were doing before all the beings, that just happened. <laughs> well, one of the reasons we were doing it is because life insurance, we were paying life insurance and it was just like tens of thousands of dollars a year. And we were like, why don't we just get healthy and not pay life insurance? And I was like, oh, wow, that sounds really simple. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> Like I, I know it sounds silly, but it, that was what, what. Why have life insurance? Why don't we just get healthy? So that they, and by by cleaning up our act, then all the the ET stuff started. But we did not ask for it. We were not even. That wasn't part of our plan in any way. Mm-hmm. Not in. It wasn't a part of our day to day at all. But it just presented because we were doing this. And staying true, not listening to other people, and walking our own talk. So if we hadn't done it and we hadn't practiced it, then don't talk about it. Don't talk someone else's story. Talk your own story. And watch the words we said so that we weren't casting spells on ourselves or our children or the dog or the car that just passed us who cut us off. (laughs) And what was interesting with this Darian Brinkley is he said in his near-death experiences, he said that you relive your whole life, which we've heard and you see in films when they have their near-death, they have their whole life flash before them. And he said, you will feel everything that you have lived from everyone you've encountered. And you'll laugh. You'll, you won't you won't judge yourself, but it, it, you'll remember it. And so the way he said is every encounter he has, he wants to have, he wants to know he did the best he could at for what he had knowledge of then. And I think that's a great way to be in that present moment. I also think that's a great way to end the episode. Yeah. So thank you very much, Elsa. I appreciate your time and... I think the audience will enjoy this one. Thank you for having me. If you enjoyed this video, hit like and subscribe, and I'll see you next time.